Good evening, everybody. It is Wednesday, 9th of Feb. Um, welcome to episode 67 of So What's Been Happening. Uh, just before we get into things, um, and a couple of the boys join me, I'd just like to say hello to everyone. Um, welcome to our 67th episode. And on that, I'd just like to start with some famous number 67s. Famous, some famous 67s there. Uh, for me, the 67 Fastback Mustang uh, is an absolute institution in the car world. Good mate of mine, AK, I uh, was lucky enough to have one of those for a while. And another guy we've had on the show, Clint Bartram, had one of those for a while. So, um, yeah, absolute iconic cars, the Mustang for sure. Um, I just want to touch on um, a reflection I kind of had today. And I saw this quote. I'm not sure who kind of put it up first but I kind of found it and it really kind of resonated with me of uh, my thoughts on music and how things are at the moment out there for us uh, getting back out and enjoying music again and it says whenever I go to concerts midway through I just stand there in the crowd and I'm like fuck man this is happy this is what happy feels like surrounded by people who I love screaming to music that I love seeing people that I love dudes this is happy so the great part about that is it's so much a reflection of me, my friends, so many museo mates, um, and this show was kind of born around mates, born around musicians, born around um, friends of art and culture as well, and we've loved having so many different people on. Just a little reflection on episode 67 now. We've been so lucky to have um, a massive plethora of guests, uh, to mention a few few with their names up there. Um and yeah, some, to be honest, I, I never thought I'd even be able to reach or get to or, but it's incredible. You reach, you know, send out a, an invite and you never know who's keen and, and the feedback really all the time is, um, you know, thank you so much for getting us on the show. And it's just like, really, you know, we, we're honored to have you guys on the show and um, to, uh, you know, to come on and, and be part of it is fantastic. So it's one thing I just want to do is, is that, I went to another gig on the weekend. Um, this was Thursday night. Matt Joe Gow um, was absolutely super gig at Luli's Lounge, Luli's Tavern, and then from there um, I went to uh, Thursday, Friday night with uh, good mate Gaz Berkey and Jen to the Cherry Bar. Um, 
And sometimes at the Cherry Bar, you're not sure who the band's going to be, but the great part about James, what James Young's done with the Cherry Bar is it always gives artists an opportunity. And, yeah, that's that's awesome. To, to see three bands on a night, um, started with an early session, um, and I, we actually missed uh, the band that was on, Persecution Blues. We missed them first, uh, too busy having a chat and a beer. Um, but then came back for this young group um, that was kind of born born in, in isolation, effectively, born in lockdown, in COVID lockdowns. Um, and this band's called Doomsday Pilot. So I just want to play a little bit of that. Um, we, we, as soon as we heard him, we thought this kid's got a bit of Jeff Buckley in his voice, um, but just a great, great tunes. Uh, anyway, and before you know it, he actually played a Jeff Buckley cover, and I've never heard anyone play Grace um, as a cover before. So here we go. I'm just going to try and add this and see if we can get a play a little bit of it. Fantastic. Um, all right, the boys are ready. Uh, let's bring up the first clown. G'day, Cuz. How are you, mate? 
I'm good, mate. How are you, buddy? Good. Welcome back. Um, that was a nice little 10 minute filler. <laughs> How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Um, hope you're well. No, all good, mate. Been a, um, just been a footy training tonight. Um, the other man and I, who will come on shortly as well. So a little bit later than expected. Good to hear. All right. Um, mate, very good band. 67, 67, mate. You got one? Like, I was trying to think of a 67. Is, was Nathan, is Nathan Lyon 67? Uh, don't know. That's the only one I can think of. Righto. Which, um, which one in Geelong won the played off in the flag? The Cats won, yep. I think. Um, yeah, that's about all I've got. Six, seven, not a lot. Yeah, not a lot. You haven't got a lot for me? No. All right, let's go with the 67 um, that I know here. Uh, where is it? Yeah. Typically now I can't find it. Um, anyway, we'll come, uh, here, here we go. Do you remember this one? Oh, yes. Nice. For our AFL lovers, Shawnee Burgoyne wore 67 um, in his in a famous game. So there you go. It all happened. Why did he wear 67? You tell me, mate. Do no, you know? I don't know. I can't remember. It's a... There is a reason. Um, I know. Yeah. Reason, yeah uh, I think it's one of the inauguration yeah. um, chats with, with government and yep. the Indigenous community, um, and that was around then, which they settled on a, like a, I wouldn't say a treaty, but um, we should find out a little bit more information on that, shouldn't we, Cuz? I'm going to leave it with me, mate. Righto, do your homework. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's bring up the other young man that uh, joins us on the show. It's great to have him back. After a little hiatus, uh, lovey, you ready, mate? Welcome back. Oh, yeah, no bows. Good, mate. <laughs> what, are you, what are you cooking up, mate? You're doing the dishes, mate. I'm, um, <laughs> Hang on, how are you, nobos? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm cooking myself up an absolute storm here. I've uh, so nice. it's chicken and chips, it's chicken and chips tonight, so it's it's gonna be um, it's gonna be baked chips in, in rosemary, uh. And there's going to be some uh, salsa chicken with a bit of onion and mushroom attached to it with uh, some jalapenos. And that's about it, mate. That'll do it. Nice. Mate, I love this. Um, obviously, influence from Dave Cosma's pasta session from a while ago on a few of our episodes. Um, great yeah, to see you, mate. Look, look Dave, Dave Cosma carries about half my body weight, right? So but, but <laughs> that means I can't, I can't really go with pasta because... The amount of room I'm taking up on the camera right now, all you'd see would be my man tits if if I ate pasta like he would. So um, just a bit of bit of stuff out of the ground, some chook, happy days. Beautiful, mate. Feed a man oh, chicken. Good work. And, uh, just on, just as we see, a bit of MasterChef. Um, it's actually World International Pizza Day today. Is it really? So Feb 9. So just nice. a little shout out to our show sponsor, Global Pizza. Hey! So great to see the great guys back. Now I, um, I got something. I got something that I want to um, quickly discuss about pizza. I think we had this it, debate last year, but everyone knows that you don't put pineapple on the pizza. 
Yep. Um, what well, else? I what else? No, 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 no. Why not? Shut up, Glenn. They never made a pizza. There was no pineapple. Let's bring him back. We'll bring him back in a second. We'll give you a chance to to tell you your piece first. Thank you. So there were never any pineapples when they first made the original pizza, correct? Done. So all I'm saying is no pineapple. I'm actually going to ask the question, what other ingredient would you not put on pizzas that are currently put on there? Yeah, well, that's interesting. For me, uh, never been a fan, but they've always, when they've snuck it in there, it's a filthy surprise, and I just can't enjoy the pizza afterwards, and that's got to be the anchovy. I'm partial to the anchovy. Are you? It's, an attack, right. it's, a, it's a Mediterranean fish. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm partial to the anchovy. What I won't cop is um, bloody barbecue sauce. That's bullshit. Uh, like the chicken, it's a must. Anyway, let's bring up Cuz. What do you think, Cuz? Mate, I don't mind pineapple. You can have your no, anchovies. They are terrible. Absolutely terrible. Jody and Jack love the anchovies because they love the salt. Very right big, big salt people. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'd be salty too if I had to live with you. Yeah, I'd be very salty, mate. A uh, little bit of housekeeping. I just had a quick check. The reason that Sean Byrne died were the 67. Yep. In 1967, the referendum was passed on the 27th of May for the Aboriginal to get included in the census there you for go. the first time. Yeah. I wasn't too far off. And sadly, I should know because it's on my birth date. Yes. So, anyway, I'll never forget it now after that. So there you go, for, mate. Uh, thanks for your little on-the-fly research there, Cuz. Pleasure, mate. Pleasure. You've actually you've impressed me, Cuz. I'm surprised. It's good. No, no, yeah. you're easily surprised. Now, yeah, I'll tell you what gets put on the pizza a fair bit in recent times in your modern pizza or your fancy pizza, your potato on your pizza. Nah, that's bullshit too. Can't cop I don't that. think that's a, that, that's not a go. Not not at all. Potato, pumpkin, not Can't your big veggies. You, you want your sliced stuff. Your what? Yep. Sliced. Yeah. Well, pretty sure potatoes are sliced, mate. Yeah, yeah but they, they they tend to put it on chunky, which no good. No <laughs> well, depend- good. Well, it depends on where you go, but they just shouldn't go on full stop, right? All right, let's finish off the pizza discussion with your favourite pizza, Lovey. What's your, oh, what's your chuck, go-to? Just chuck everything on it except pineapple. Bring it on. <laughs> right, discount for no pineapple. Yeah. Cuz? Oh, mate, we'll, we'll never get a pizza together. Mine's a wine. Good. Good. Yeah. There'll be plenty left over then. <laughs> Hawaiian. Honestly, Hawaiian. How, now, many Hawaiian. how many Hawaiians were over in Italy when they first brought out the pizza back in those shut many, up your hundreds ball, of bastard. years ago? Yeah. Um, um, just before you change the topic, Cuz. When are we going down the caravan, boys, for a weekend away, by the way? Well, we're just we're before we change topic. Here, I'm going with the Capricosa, classic Capricosa. Capricosa. And isn't it incredible? Kids are drawn to the margarita of all pizzas. Oh. Was that was that made by someone who's just brain dead? I just ran my, out of ingredients. My boys love a margarita, love it. It just and Bertie no comes up with got to be spaghetti. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's spaghetti spaghetti pizza, whether he wants it on or he wants it off, or it's his go-to. But I think oh, yeah. uh, I think he was referring back to. Uh, you not cooking spaghetti, maybe, uh, lovey. So maybe, uh, maybe, maybe Cuz can do that as the next, the next uh, podcast. Yeah, can all right. Can you give us a, a bigger squid, lovey? I want to see you going there, mate. How your chickens going? 
No, chicken's waiting because um, well, chicken has to wait because I've only just put the spuds in, and the spuds okay. are going to take about two minutes. Have you scalloped so potatoes, mate, or what have you done? Huh? Oh, no. Nice. Oh, onion, the onions and mushies are in there at the moment. Beautiful. So I'll give the I'll, I'll wait for the chicken for another ten minutes, and then I'll chuck the chook on, and then that'll be it. That'll be food, dinner done for the night. Beautiful. Quality, quality. By the size of that, there might be lunch there as well, mate. No, it's all gone tonight. Trust me, it's um, it's a very, it's very much a lazy bachelor's meal. It's great. It's a hungry night, righto, boys. Yeah. Tell me about footy training. What's the deal? You back? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Um, not, nowhere near as full on. No. Nowhere near as full on as what we were last year. Um, I'll be, yeah, I'll be the assistant coach. To our new coach this year, um, good fellow, good man, knows his stuff. He's been at the Rangers. He's coached Jeff Croydon in Premier Division in the Eastern Rangers, uh, Eastern League out here as well. Um, so you know, I, I think it'll be just a bit of fun, to be honest. I think you know there'll be. I don't think there's much. There's not a lot of pressure on us as or well, myself anyway as a senior assistant. I'm, I'm, I think Taz is still working through how he's going to fit in with the club and Macca. But um, yeah, I think you know. It's always it's always been a bit of an itch footy, so um, I've got to keep on scratching it, unfortunately. Yeah, it's great. I think that's a really important thing that um, for this year, people get a, get back and just enjoy footy again for what it is, Absolutely. for as the game is. So, um, yeah. And speaking of enjoying footy, I do need to touch on this topic. Uh, Simon Goodwin. Oh, what is going on there? Talk about the biggest overreaction of all time and dragging up old mud to start the season. Um, if a beer with the boys, uh, obviously there's a little bit more than that, but beer with the boys, um, if that's an issue, I dare say, and to win a premiership, I dare say there's another 17 coaches out on the beers pretty quickly with the boys to try well, and uh, get that bonding. What's your thoughts as a senior or assistant coach, Lovey? Well, it just proves that maybe the coach doesn't have as much input on results as what it pans out to be because um, now obviously Simon Goodwin had really good relationships with his players, um, most of them. Um, yep, you know what? He's human. Probably made a couple of errors off the field on the way. I mean, who hasn't? Uh, not dismissing anyone that might have been hurt on the way through. They, they deal with that. They dealt with it. Um, it is. It's your typical. It is your typical smear campaign because if it was serious enough, they should have dealt with it back then. The AFL knew about it. Shock horror. They did nothing. They covered it up. Now they want to pretend they're going to do something about it. Gill should be sacked before anyone. If that's by the way, um, it just shows his incompetence in, in the position he's in. Uh, and then you look at the other. You look at the other spectrum. I know we'll talk about this probably later on, but um, the Justin Langer scenario for completely different reasons. But again. You know, he's got his different coaching methods. They worked. They're successful. Um, I, I just don't understand why. And, you know, I defend coaches a lot. And I, maybe that's a bit of a biased viewpoint. But I just don't understand why all the heat comes onto a coach at any point in time the way it has, particularly for those two all of a sudden. It's just, I just find it insane. You know, I can understand why they probably need to seek whether their own form of mental help or whatever the case may be. It's any wonder they need mentors when, they, when they're in the role. Um, for me, I, I just, when all this blew up uh, for Goodwin, I thought, who the hell uh, is Tom Brown bored? Uh, is, you know, 
is there another club that wants to try and just start smearing Melbourne for the sake of it and try and get an edge? I, I've got no idea. And as for those that have probably leaked some sensitive information on the way through, I genuinely hope they understand the ramifications of what they've done, not to Goodwin. I think Goody's probably going to come out of this okay. But if there are other people impacted and all of a sudden that comes out because they've leaked it, uh, that, 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 that should fall on them, 100%. Yeah. Yes. Um, just on that, I think it was great that the club came out straight away and defended yep. that. Um, and if there was any issues, they dealt with it internally, which wasn't obviously an internal review, um, that they were sensitive regarding what was going on and they made made tracks to, you know, look after Goody, I, I guess, or watch him, um, I suppose somewhat, mentor him, I guess, um, mm. try and change his ways a little bit. And he's, I think he's come out on top and, and 100% support yep. behind them. And Max Gorn, obviously the captain, coming out saying, uh, "I won't stop having a beer with the coach." So that was that was a great sign. Uh, I, I find it intriguing on how you can actually criticise a successful a club that's been successful in its last twenty four months or last twelve months in, in particular. Um, oh, I kind of find that staggering. Um, I think again, it's just people reaching for things for the sake of clickbait, whatever. Don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Classic. But, Character assassinations are shit ass. Yeah, classic tall poppy syndrome, mate. Trying to whack him down or whack them down um, yep. to try and maybe knock a little bit of the gloss off. Uh, you know, maybe what's to come and what has become before us. So, cars, have we come? Have we become a little bit too sensitive in the in the locker room in the change room now? Like, let's talk about the cricket scenario for a second. Um, well, well, as Lovey as said, like, and, and I've both coached. That the biggest thing you learn when you become a coach is. And it's similar in ways to parents, and we're all parents as well, is that you don't – you can't be their mate all the time. So so a good coach will pick the moments when he's going to hit them between the eyes of the facts and say, mate, you're not doing what you're meant to be doing. Now, <laughs> Justin Langer, what else has he got to prove as a coach? Sure. Now, yeah. now, well, he couldn't, me, he couldn't do much more, could he? Uh, World Cup. And well, the ashes. Well, well I'm, now, I'm, I know. I'm starting to think everyone says what a great bloke he is, but I reckon Pat Cummings has come across as gutless the way he's now come out. Like he didn't want to speak before it, but as soon as the call's been made, he's gone. Oh yeah, that's a good decision, mate. That makes yeah. you look. That, that makes you look pretty ordinary, to be honest. And I think the pressure was on him, and then, then he obviously came out and spoke today, and it was nothing more than sounding like he's protecting his players and thinking, oh, yeah. I've got a good group of players in the change room and all this. So I just think we've got way too sensitive. If someone can't cop a little bit of a clip now and but, then, um, but, and I heard the things of him saying that, or someone saying that, um, you know, the batters are thinking about what Lang has been saying in their head and not being able to go out relaxed and concentrate on their game. Like, give me a spell. We're losing this. We're losing the game, aren't we? But as, as Lovey would attest to, like, and us being involved as senior coaches over the last couple of years at, at, at football clubs, like at a senior at senior level, how and obviously we haven't played for for a while, but how we speak to our players now as coaches, you are so conscious of that, aren't you, Lovey? Like that, would you agree with that? How, how you speak to people, like the, the the days of the bake. As much as at times you've got to give a bake, it's almost like you've got to find a way not to give a bake or, or give a bake in a sort of way. Where you're almost you're empowering well, members as opposed to putting them down, so to speak. But here's the thing, mate. We're not privy to the conversations JL's had yeah. with all the players. 
well, as much as we're not privy to what happened between Goody and the footy club and everyone else, sorry about the doily curtain in the foreground. I love it. I love a bit yeah, of it's that. Nice. It's a nice touch, mate. Nice. The old doily curtain. Yeah, it's a feminine side of me coming out. Um, I, I, I just think that, you know, it, people just need to take a chill pill. Whatever happens behind closed doors in a sporting club, business, whatever the case may be, unless there's something that's incriminating or someone's been offended against in such a way that... Uh, that, 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 that legally they that they should challenge it, then we should all just actually just shut up and just get on with our own lives. I mean, this yeah. is this is this is wasting everyone's time. Um, the fact we're talking about it now is pretty ironic. But um, my 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 only concern would be making sure that Justin Langer and Simon Goodman are in a good headspace right now. That'd be my biggest concern out of this whole lot. And yeah. I'm not convinced that that was Patrick Cummins talking today either, boys. I'm not convinced. Yeah, true, true. I, I, I don't agree, agree with that. I, I think I think that um, being being coached a bit, you think, mate? Oh, 100%. Cricket Australia has become such a corporatised piece of shit that uh, everything that comes out of that's like a factory mouth. It's it just literally, it's 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 trained. It's it's word for word. And you, you listen to the way he was speaking today, um, and his body language. It, I get the feeling it wasn't him. Um, and, I, and the other the other key issue that you've now got, hey, who are you going to attract? Well, you know Trevor Bales will probably get the gig because he's a New South Wales coach. That's how it works in Cricket Australia. It has for a long time. But how are you going to attract other coaches now when you've got such a cutthroat type of environment that, you know, if you can't blend with the players, all of a sudden you're out. Which is confused in itself because your players chop and change all the time. You haven't got the same set players for two years, three years. So how do you make those judgment calls moving forward? Um, I, I just, I just think, and I, I agree with you hundred percent, Aaron. That we've just gotten too serious with ourselves, way too serious. Yeah, I think you know, in cricket, obviously, the, the couple of three different brands of cricket and styles of cricket to play. I think that's a real challenge um, in the modern day cricketer to try and pull that off and have one coach to do that. So, I don't know. Who knows that maybe we see that change a little bit over time that he, they only coach a certain section of their cricket, whether it be uh, Test, One Dayers, and T20s. Who, who knows? Who knows how it's going to work? But, um, well, the, all right, the, let's the, move on to. Uh, I was just going to say move. the only other thing you do then is you, you actually work out. Um, you never used to have coaches before Bobby Simpson. Is it now redundant? It's the only other way. That, that's the only other way I can think of it. Yeah. Yeah, possibly, absolutely. Just a selection committee and and, and captains after that. So, um, Ken and Coke here, boys. Um, do you think we can get a sponsor? Do you think they, they, they could potentially sponsor us here, Aaron? Oh, who knows? I reckon Under Armour doing a pretty good job there for you too, mate. <laughs> Especially with the big what about um, what about the great man Gaz, mate? Get a couple of pizzas delivered. Yeah, that's um, you're in sponsorship department, cuz. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, do something, mate. Righto, so let's move to uh, another absolute sporting superstar, the great Kelly Slater. Oh, I mean, yes. how if this wasn't one of the greats and great moments in sport, he just does it again, doesn't he? Um, sadly, we're probably not going to see him on Australian shores in the not too distant future. So that's that's a real shame. But what an absolute superstar, top of his game still. Is that uh, first of all? I've loved watching this bloke. Since I was a kid, um, he loved him even more, and he got on with Pammy on Baywatch. But um, I, 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 you know, I, 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 I 
was. I've followed surfing a little bit, but I've never been into it greatly because I live in Ringwood and we've got no beaches. Um, but what a sporting legend. He, he's got to be up there with the best sportsman of all time, doesn't he? Oh, mate, that's an amazing achievement. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's up, up there with all-time great sort of stuff doing that. And yeah, he's, Brady, he's in the same conversation. He has to be in the same conversation as Brady, Jordan, uh, Phelps, Bolt, all those sort of individual superstars we've always loved over the years. He has to be up there. I mean, for 30 years, he's been winning world titles, basically. Yeah, yeah. you're right, yeah. Um, and isn't it, under, isn't it? Doesn't it show where we're at as Australia at the moment that we're not going to be able to see him because of some stupid fucking rules? Yeah, it's crazy. Sorry, I mean, sorry, yeah, absolutely. That's, no, it's a, that's very true. We, um, you know, speaking of the rules, I mean, there's there's concerts getting cancelled, there's sporting things being changed. Are yeah. we either open or we're not? That was the point of the show's title today. Um, one step forward, two steps back. It just seems to be like that everywhere at the moment. Um, I don't know. We can't. We're either open or we're not, and that they've got to decide that pretty quickly because it's it's you can't plan anything at the moment. Um, it's really is that tough, a Paula so. Ab- is that a Paula Abdul songline by the way? It is uh, opposite forward. track. Absolutely, opposite mate. Track, I was going to play that, but I didn't want to have any issues uh, too early <laughs> in the show. So, Cuz, um, just on, making mate. sure you're. You're pushing your leg back on, are you? Just making sure you're all right there. No, I'm bloody a bit stiff, mate. I apologise. Sorry. Um, he's got a, he's got an old person's cramp just by sitting on his ass. I, I have. Don't laugh. Um, yeah, it's 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 his um his ability to stand the test of time, Calisada is amazing, and still in the best nick as well too. Yeah. He sure is. Yeah. Absolute legend. And how good, yeah, like you said, how good does he look? Like if he doesn't oh. look uh, like he can do it for another five years, I'll go yeah, exactly right. Like, um, the water's a the water's a special place, mate. Um, I, I, there was one thing I wish I had really taken up when I was younger is surfing, and uh, I absolutely love it and what, love watching yeah. it. And an unbelievable wave that he took to get that last, oh, last no, win, yeah. so... Yeah. All right, let's move to uh, Valentine's Day, mate. Here it is. It's Super Bowl Day for us. Um, how good is this? Uh, and for once in a long time or a while, we're not going to see the great Tom Brady out there. So yeah, the LA Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. This will be close. Uh, it'll be very close. And I think... Who, who wins? I Well, defence is really good with Cincinnati, but I reckon the Rams might just get it done at home. Um you don't very often, I wouldn't imagine, get to play at home in a Super Bowl. So it's a pretty special, special gig. Um, so we might Tampa have a look did at last couple, year, didn't they? Yeah, we might have a look yeah. at a couple of uh, Super Bowl ads as they come up. Um, they're always probably the best, some of the best ads in the world um, put up. But here's here's an interesting quote from one of the uh, well, Joe Burrows actually from Cincinnati Bengals that came up this week. Uh, work in silence. Don't show anyone what you're doing. Let your performance on Friday nights and Saturday nights and Sunday nights show all the hard work you've put off, you put in, sorry. Uh, Don't worry about all that social media stuff. Um, It's pretty true, isn't it? Uh, We can get so swept up in social media and there's, you know, uh, kids that get drafted and then or may not get drafted because of some of the content. 
they might have on their own social media. Um, yep. It's an interesting, interesting comment. The more you could stay away from it, I guess, uh, even though ironically we're using it as a platform to do what we're doing now. But um, I've definitely limited my social media um, access in the last six months. And a lot of that has been news driven, to be honest, I limited the news. Uh, and I think it's been a great result. So, yep. Cuz, I know you're uh, on all the social media platforms. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I'm all over them, you are, I oh, know. Uh, what about the great game? The great, the great game of the world game. I just want to touch on, um, and this is one of the tournaments that I like to watch every year, and it's the African Nations Cup. Oh, where some yeah. of the absolute best talent from all around the world go back and play for their home country, um, and to see Senegal win this um, was just amazing. I've been to Senegal, got a lot of Senegalese friends, and they would have gone absolutely crazy watching that win. Um, so brilliant. I love absolutely it. brilliant to see. I'll tell you what, they, they wouldn't be they wouldn't be out of place in the last eight to sixteen in the Euros. Both Senegal, Egypt, Cameroon, um, Nigeria. Those four teams in particular would easily um, hold themselves very, very much in, in good esteem in, in the Euros, certainly. Yeah. Um some absolute mega talent. You see it in the English Premier League. Um, not so much on the continent. A few of them, actually, a few of them go to Spain. Um, but, oh, mate, the, the, Spain and France are probably the other two countries. But, yeah, just how quick are they? Like, they, yeah, play, it, they, they, they play the game at a much, much quicker uh, speed. Like, it's all attack. Mm. Yeah, they sure do. They sure do. And uh, speaking of global and going global, what about this during the week? The bombers, hey. your your love, the, the the bombers. I'm not sure who hooked up this deal, but it's great. Get them on the world stage, fantastic. Who cares? Get their get get their membership money. That's all I care about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <that's the bombers. laughs> Don't just hold it up to buy a membership. Loose change for Shaq to uh, to buy the bombers oh, at the mate. moment. He'd have a, he'd have our membership money in his in his sock. I'll tell you, they wouldn't mind flying him down to this function too, which is uh, coming up, I saw, 150th yep. anniversary of the Bombers. I reckon that'd be a good function, no matter who's there, um, just to be able to celebrate. We should, we should go. We should all go to that. We should go to that. Why not? I'll come cool. and support you. No problem. Cool. So, um, cars, cars, organise the tickets, mate. Thanks. All right, mate. You might, you might need a loan there, cuz. I'm too busy cooking. 50 bucks. <laughs> bucks you found your new calling, mate. Yeah, as soon as you look. We'll turn this into a cooking show. With there we go, mate. Give us an update. Yeah, so I've browned off, I've browned off the mushies and the onions. All right, now I've cut up the chicken. I cut, I cut a piece of my thumb off, but that's all right. Um, <laughs> in with the food, mate. There's a chook. So Beautiful. Oh, put in the bin. So now that goes in. Now, trivia question. Do you put the gas on high to sear the chicken first and then turn it down low to cook it through? Or do you just start on low gas? Start on low, mate. Because, uh, Aaron? Start on low. Oh, I just go wok style, mate. Straight hot from the start. and yeah, um, Correct. That's but, not but, I the, but I cooked it's the chicken. It's healthier to sear it to start with. So go on high for one minute all the way around it, and then you slow cook it. Yeah. But be sure not to boil it. There's the secret. So oh, just, just little gonna, bits of chicken at a time. I'm just going to have oil spatting on my ass while I talk to you. That's all right. <laughs> there you go. 
Um, here's an interesting, and we were all for a bit of interesting history uh, and trivia coming into the AFL season. But here's another one for you. Premiership wins in winter Olympic years. Oh, yeah. Melbourne, Melbourne's up there. West Coast is up there. Bombers trailing a little bit behind with two. But interestingly enough, look at the ones that haven't won one. Um, I think that's pretty interesting. Gold Coast, GWS, North Melbourne, Ports and Kilda, Swans and the Bulldogs. Who knows? Who knows well, what will happen? Well, that means what, the Kilda, this year. St Kilda, St Kilda might always be on all sorts of different lists. Um, that's, a, that's an interesting trivia. That's trivia, mate. Can you go back as far as – how far back can you go? Oh, well, now you've shown – oh, no. Yeah, right, I'm not sure so, how far back it goes, but I, I dare say there's a few there. So 2018, West Coast. 2014, Said to you not long ago. Aristotle is still holding the history, writing the history books. His ink was still wet from Aristotle. That's right. How many, days, how many days? How many days? How many days since the last bomber one? Don't care. Sixteen, pal. How many you want, mate? Right. How many you want? We're, we're catching you, mate. We're catching you. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. That was the question NRL. we asked you, mate. I, I didn't hear you. Anyway, let's mate. move. Moving on. Moving on into uh, NRL and and a game that I love during. Their kind of preseason comes up, and it's the uh, NRL Indigenous team yep. select versus the NRL Maori All Stars, um, yeah, and it's an absolute ripper. It's an absolute ripper. I love it, and fantastic that Josh Adokar has been named as captain too. Yeah, um, I reckon that's Box. absolutely fantastic. Boxy. That's right, and I don't think the Maori team have. Uh, put their captain in yet, but I reckon there's a fair chance Kenny Bromwich might get it. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway. Keep that up for a sec. Oh, keep that list back up for a sec, Mark, can you? Yep. Um, you reckon Bromwich? Yep, I reckon Kenny. Who knows? Mm. Going for probably one out, right. out of the box. Yeah. No, probably I guess right. with, a, with a soft spot of being a storm boy, it's off the to the Dolphins. Yep, another ex-Storm boy. So who knows? Who knows what will happen there? But an interesting quote that came out of um, this as well, an ex-Storm boy, Brinko Lee, who's now Manly. Uh, no team should say they're rebuilding. You're here to win a premiership whenever you play. Last 
year is last year. And that's that's a great point, I reckon, I because yeah. you think it's a bit – it's obviously the easy way out to discuss rebuilds. Um, Melbourne's yeah. been, been on 20 rebuilds since I've been alive, so to see one come to fruition on the last – I'm not sure if it was a three-year or five-year plan this last one. I'm pretty sure it was five. Um, five by five, I think it was. It's uh, it's a great great thing, but uh, when you talk rebuilds, no one wants to know about a rebuild. Mem- they don't doesn't sell memberships, does it? No, I don't think so. You're selling the future, right? So that's how you yeah. meant to say it. Instead of saying, "Oh, you're rebuilding," just saying, "Well, we've got future players coming through. Look out in two or three years' time, but give us a chance this year." And I reckon we're we're half a show of winning our games anyway. Um, I think rebuild is just a really bad label. I, I don't think you've got a choice in, in, in our codes to, you know, because of the system and the way it works and the evenness and the draft and all the rest of it, that eventually you do come down. You do come down from the top. You have to. Um, but it shouldn't be used as, a, as an excuse to to wallow and, 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 and have some self-pity run through your club either. And I think there's quite a few both NRL and AFL clubs, I feel, that have used it as a bit of a, a pity-us mechanism for a number of years and an excuse not to try and get better regardless of who's on their list. That gets back to who, who what your coaching's like, what your board's like and what your, what your, what your uh, club management's like off-field. If it's, if it's only mediocre, then you're going to continue to be building and building and building. Uh, look at Carlton. You know, like Carlton is a perfect example of just excuse-laden, excuse-riddled, um, they've made error after error in their in their drafting and trading anyway. Yep. I, I just don't understand. Oh, I agree with uh, I agree with that 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 comment one hundred and ten percent. Stop using it as an excuse. If you're not good enough, you're not good enough. So just get better. Yeah. And look what can happen. I mean, bombers haven't really spoken of a rebuild as such. In in my no. you know their their messaging along the way, but. Look how quickly you can really turn it around and become very close to being able to play a final. Um, but isn't what that quote is about, though? That quote Sorry? was saying, stop coming out and saying you're on a rebuild. Like, we never yeah. did. Yeah. We never did. I mean, external expectations from last year, we should finish bottom two to four. Yeah. Well, get stuck. I mean, obviously, internally, the boys thought they could do some uh, good things last year, and look what happened. Positive thinking gets positive results. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, it's not even a term I'd like to see used, rebuild. Kaz, thoughts? Yeah, look, I'm with Lovey. It's it's just a cop-out word in a way. It's it's take ownership for what you've done and take ownership for what you're going to do going forward. So, yes, you'll there'll be a time, as Lovey said, with the way the draft works, that you will have a, a fall or, or, um, or drop away per se, but just own it. Deal with it. And just move on. Yep. And, as, and as we as we know, as parents, as you, as as, your, as our parents said to us, actions speak far louder than words. So you can get up and talk about doing a rebuild. Just go out and do it. Coach your players how to do things. Take ownership for the mistakes they make. Learn from the mistakes you make, and then just go forward. Yep, definitely, definitely. All right, um, let's touch on a couple of gigs and stuff from a music point of view that are coming up. So. Yep. Uh, some of these artists have been on our show, which is fantastic. And this weekend at the Brunswick Ballroom, headed by headline by Luke Sinclair set, um, Ben Mastwick, who was another one that was on, been on our show, he'll be fantastic with his band. 
uh, including Dan Brody. Dan Brody will also got a set as well. Uh, Kat Canteri, uh, Katie Bates, Foggy Nation, the Cartwheels, great name for Dan, and Josephine Laver. So that'll be great. Um, be a great whole day almost. At uh, you're right there, Lovey. You didn't burn yourself. Yeah, yeah, nice. mate. Yeah, go. Oh, I'm all right. Go on, keep going. And then we move through to Friday, the 18th of February, and I'm we've listed this down. This. We've listed this down uh, on one of our best. And last time we saw this band was at the Cherry Bar. Um, and yes. I see a very good friend of mine, Laura Davidson, and another great mate accompanied on rhythm guitar, AK. Um, fantastic. Can't wait to see these guys, ACDC, live at Mimo in St Kilda on the Friday the 18th. Uh, Laura, can't wait to do this. Uh, this must be a great feeling up on stage like that. Crowd, crowd right behind you, female lead singer on a most yep. iconic Aussie band or guy band anyway um yeah it must be huge can't wait to talk to laura in a week or so hopefully we can get her and maybe ak on just have a quick chat about acdc given that it's a anniversary show of 42nd anniversary of bon scott so times are ticking and and they their their band was really built around the bon scott era for acdc as well so they yeah. uh they do that and then not long after that laura's playing a carpenter's gig with uh, Brett Wolfen and on drums. So very diverse, Laura, as we know. Um, so I can't wait to see that. Now, one that I did know that's been rescheduled is a band that I absolutely love, a new band that's been out for a little while, a couple of years now, called Goldmines. And they are playing at, on the same night, George Lane, which is almost around the corner, Friday the 18th of Feb. So we're going to have to find another gig to find go for them. Um, yes. Cherry Bar has been rescheduled as well. So it's a year of reschedules, like we talked about. One step forward, two step backs, impossible to plan. Um, but one thing we do know is that's happening shortly is March the 5th in the lead up to Under the Southern Stars with Rusty from Electric Mary. Um, we're planning to do an Electric Mary chat and show in the next week or so, uh, March 5th at Musicland. Uh, as a little tune-up to finally Under the Southern Stars, which is actually finally going to happen with Cheap Trick, Bush, Stone Temple Pilots, we go, Hall, Motorcycle Club, Rose Tattoo and Electric Mary. Um, that'll be fantastic. So Morning to Peninsula is the one I'm hitting. It's Saturday, early March there, mid-March, I think it is. Um, there's still tickets for that, mate? Yeah, there's plenty of tickets. It's been a whole reschedge. Um, sadly, Electric Mary aren't going to be playing at um, the Margaret Court Arena one in Melbourne. So just due to timing, it's a much shorter show. It's not a big festival. So a few bands have had to get the bullet. Um, and there's one that's going to be delayed, and this is a bit of a sad, which was, was supposed to be almost in a month or so now, and it's actually rescheduled now to August, September. Uh, Kiss, the end of the road. Is it really the end of the road? That's the question. Is there another comeback in Kiss? I think this is it. Uh, COVID almost told them that's it, uh, but they're determined to get it done and they're determined to get to WA. So that's well, I'll, be the honest, reason. I'll be honest, mate. I, in particular, and I didn't think I'd say this about him, but Paul Stanley in particular, I think it, it looks like it should be. Yeah, yeah the days are done. Um, yeah. They're better off just playing, uh, putting up the – it's kind of like an Elvis tribute now, mate. You just put up the cinema uh, screen, let's play the band. and uh, When you go to the Palms at Crown Casino, maybe that's uh -huh. the one yeah. that should go to. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, speaking of another couple of gigs before we finish up, um, good friends of ours, Ash Naylor, uh, in a band called Even. It's the 40th anniversary of the Tote in Collingwood, and they're going to oh, play yeah. on the 20th of March. This will be an absolute cracker yep. with a band that's reforming um, after many years, the Glory Box. Um, great name, too. And the Swarm, <laughs> the Swarm, with a name you might know out front. Uh, this is another band Ash, Ash played in, but a guy out front that you might know who's a singer, Francis Leach um, from oh, SEN, SEN and ABC fame. So Leachy is the lead singer. Yeah, right. That will be a cracker. So put that one in the diary too. Um, there's plenty of gigs around, that's for sure. Um, yeah. And just a uh, good mate of mine, Jace, has just put up a comment of a friend of his. Uh, it's got a new single out, Jade Empress. Uh, she has a new single out. So we're going to put that in the comments down below. It's a big comment there. So we'll find a little shortened link to get her. Obviously, she's on Spotify, unlike Neil Young trying to get off Spotify. So what a disaster all that is. Um, what are we thinking about all that? Like, honestly. Yeah, in relation to censorship and everything else, I think there's a bit of power in music, isn't there, um, as far as who speaks up and does what. Um, sadly, that power in music uh didn't really work for peter garrett in politics so i would say a few more mo um musicians who become politicians mainly because they've got a fair movement um so that's a whole nother debate and topic for another day but yeah does neil young have to be careful though about the, don't bite the hand that feeds you though i think neil young at his age is probably not too worried about further income <laughs> through Spotify or one of those. But it's interesting yeah, enough, some younger artists have come about often to support Neil Young and it's a bit, become a bit of a circus, to be perfectly honest. But I mean, the example you set's the example that people will follow, right? So it's interesting to see how many, like you say, the younger the younger generation of musicians, do they follow the way that Neil Young's gone? And if so, make sure you're prepared, make sure you're ready because it could, yeah. it could snap at you back the other way. I agree with Kaz on that one, 100%. Got to be very careful with that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I want to just draw attention to uh, a guy I work with who's an incredibly talented artist. Um, he's got his first solo exhibition and kicks off tomorrow night. Free beers are on offer um, in Brunswick, a art exhibition called Detective Morgue. Cool. And it's a little it's a little called Classified and it's a little history of kind of Melbourne and a bit of an underground theme of what he thinks really went on and, and it's he's put in an insane amount of work this is kind of the stuff he's done an artist's wow. kind of impression of the yarra and things like that and detective morgue um meaning a guy that's come to solve these old cases uh he's just a good thinker forward thinker and he's had an absolute blast doing it so sponsored by atomic fireball heaps normal and the city yep. of yarra at a new gallery called honey bones which moved from Collingwood out to Brunswick. I've been there before for a show. It's fantastic. 10th to the 16th, opening nights tomorrow. If you can get out there, there's free beers on offer. Um, so, so a quick question. As a, as a current uh, house hunter, um, how many pieces has he got on display and are, are they for sale? They're absolutely all for sale, including a piece similar to this. Uh, there's also prints. Um yeah, prints as well as as well as a couple of paintings and sculptures. So, yep. mate, the okay. kid's a real talent. I'll give him that. And he's been it's been moved once because of COVID. Um, it was going to happen in early Jan, I think, or no December. Um, and it's just fantastic that he's finally got it up and going. 
And we all know that from little things, big things grow. And and you never know, Bass, um, mate, I'm right behind you. Uh, Cuz knows you personally and, he, you know, he's a great yeah. kid. And we wish you luck with that exhibition. Well, uh, so. keep me informed. I can't get there tomorrow night, but keep me keep me posted on all that stuff because uh, I'm not exactly going gonna live in a, I'm not going to yep. live in a house that's dull. That's for sure. Beautiful. You'll be there for sure. Um, and speaking of, uh, we're going to get Eddie Zamet, another good mate of the show, yep. on to talk Masters of the Universe. What's your oh, memories really? of uh, <laughs> what, What's your memories <laughs> of Masters <laughs> of the Universe? Eddie's behind a great exhibition that he's put together in the city which is absolutely epic, and it's just had an extension, which is great, called um, Remastered, and it's an exhibition about, and he's got artists uh, put together all sorts of murals, T-shirts, and there's a whole stack of memorabilia and iconic pieces from Masters of the Universe and collectors. Um, But your favourite Masters of the Universe character, Kaz, do you remember that? Or were you out? Yeah, I can remember. Um, Kaz was 30 by then. Shut up, love you, moron. I can't remember their names. I've got a well, do a bit of quick research. No, just bear with me. Right, I love you. Yeah, come so back to Cuz because I, I, I related most to He Man because he and I are kind of alike. Um, but <laughs> my absolute favorite, he doesn't get a lot of kudos. Was um, remember the Birdman Stratos? He was a pretty cool-looking dude, actually. So um, Stratos, for me, was my favourite character. So if Eddie's designing T-shirts off the back of all this, if we can find Stratos, I'll buy one off him. Righto. Look out. There's there's a challenge, Ed. We might have to get along the boys and uh, go and have a look at this called Remastered. Um, Incredible fit-out. And there's obviously a big picture of He-Man on the front. And uh, the favourite character for me was... The dark side, Skeletor. Um, you did like him, didn't you? you? I thought you'd like him. Absolutely. He-Man was a bit too clean for me, mate. But uh, <laughs> Cuz would have strived to be He-Man, that's for sure. Didn't have to strive, mate. So who, who'd you like, mate? <laughs> I'd sc- I like I'd sc- I'd like Skeletor too. Skeletor was okay. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Give us a give us a, a cooking update there. You must be nearly ready to yeah, eat, got, mate. mate. You yeah, must be done now. It's done. So... Um, hang on, I'm just, I'll just play it up. Um, if I don't put it all over the fucking bench. Um, yeah, just something something really basic, boys. Bit of, uh, let's have some chips. Chips, know. rosemary chips. And a um, bit of chicken, mushroom and onion with some salsa through it and a bit of Moroccan Moroccan spice. That's it. We're done. Just quietly, lovey. That's, uh, that's a pretty... Pretty special gig there. It's gonna might take a few cokes to wash that down, mate. But um, yeah, he's, yeah, oh, I've still got a of, he's going back on a coke. I've still got a bottle of red tucked away in the pantry, so it's all right, mate. <laughs> Happy days. I might even right put on. a bit of Glen. I might put some Glenfiddich in after the after I finish. Definitely um, polish it off. We're going to get Dave, the great Dave Cosmo, back on in the next few weeks to have a chat to us. Um, tell us about what he's got going up. Yep. But I can't, um, I can't finish the show without one of the classic Daves. So, just before Don't we go, mind. yep. Just before we go, um, I did feel a bit offended just before you. You didn't wait for my uh, NFL prediction. Um, yes. Okay. Let's let's flick back to that. So it is the LA Rams for me as well. I think. Um, I actually think Odell Beckham Jr. gets MVP. 
Yep. I think he'll go for 100 plus. Um, and I think Joe Burrows, you know, he, he's talk all about the social media and all the rest of it. You can't get a cigar out of his mouth the last two weeks. So for me, hit the, hit the young fella down a bit, a little bit smug for mine. So I think Stafford would deserve to have a Super Bowl and Odell. So Rams for me, mate. 32-10. Righto. Um, convincing. Absolutely. Righto, Cuz. Give us yours. I go Rams 24-12. Righto. No problem. Um, I think the Rams are going to get it done too in a close one. 32-10 is pretty close. Yeah, well, it is. It is. But I think it's going to be 24-20. There you go. It's going to, right. going to be a close one decided right at the end. Hopefully right. that's a good Super Bowl. Get so let's finish off with a quick one from Dave and then yeah. we'll we'll catch up next week, boys. Great to see you. Yeah. You too, boys. You too, boys. You. Welcome back. Cheers. Yes. This is how you make porridge. That's not how you make porridge. This is how you make porridge. That's not how you make porridge. And this is what makes hot, nourishing porridge instantly, with nothing added except convenience. Aye, it's delicious, but that's no how you make porridge.